can there be times where too often you know we we just touch his presence we have a moment with his presence and then we walk into our normal lives as if nothing happened no how can we do that church how can we do that how can we not know that we were touched by him when isaiah was touched by him he could not speak how is it that you know that you have a god who is so close to you closer than than your skin and still just walk away no not again not anymore we thank you lord that you're resetting you're resetting us lord we thank you lord that you're changing this culture that we have in the church in the global church that we have of just touching your tangible presence and walking away as if nothing happened and using words as if nothing happened no can we just take a moment to think about those times where we've touched a tangible presence right here in this house and how have we lived our life back home and can we take time to repent i don't come here planning this i'm just hearing and i'm speaking i came with a different different uh, thought altogether and but 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 the very fact that he's emphasizing on his presence his presence that is everything to us when we say we need his presence we also need to make room to host that presence in us Thank you Lord that you're convicting not only us but you're convicting me Lord and we say we are sorry Lord I'm sorry Lord I'm sorry Lord times I've known of your presence and I walked away and just used words and just said things and just thought thoughts because you are holy and we acknowledge that your presence is holy Thank you for a wave and a desire for living holy. It's just stirring our hearts today. Your word says holiness without which no one can see the Lord. And so we ask us that you would, we ask you, Lord, that you would just tug on our hearts and holy spirit we ask you that you would keep telling us what it is to be holy because we do not know in our understanding not an act on the outward but a change on the inward We thank you Lord. We thank you Lord that you are changing our hearts. You we thank you Lord that you're causing us to repent so that we can host you better in days to come. 
we know you're not a god who loves to hurt us we know that you're a god who loves us we know that you're a god who who opens up and exposes one area but also you balm us feel like that we stay open to the work and the hand of god this evening cuz i just feel like that he might move in just healing healing your hearts healing your minds healing every part of you that has been wounded for quite some time where we thought that we made it where we thought that we and then suddenly a fruit came out suddenly we saw a fruit grow little did we know that 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 seed was not taken out little did we know that that root was not uprooted fully i'm just seeing like this vision of you know i'm seeing his hand and i'm seeing like a root being torn you know with that that uh, with such a a force i see that those roots are being torn this evening like they did taken out and being thrown oh thank you lord oh thank you lord we are here to only acknowledge what you are doing in this place breathe fresh upon our hearts oh lord fill our hearts with your love cuz your love is better than life thank you lord for your love that comes after us that comes after us secret in the quiet place in the stillness you 
In the secret, in the quiet hours I wait only for you. Cause I want to know you more. I want to know you. I want to. Is that the desire of your heart today? Lord, we want to know you more. We want to know you more. We want to know you more. We're not satisfied. We thank you. presence is in this place and I just felt like he, he kept on saying I know I haven't even gone into the word but it's okay right sometimes uh, I just felt like he was saying that how is it that you can touch his tangible presence and then go out ordinary how is it that you can touch his tangible glory and then just move on to do what you were doing. Revivalists, right? We are revivalists. What it is to be a revivalist, to host his presence, to know his presence more than anything. know his presence more than anything and to know if, if we've had a touch from his presence we can't go back ordinary we can't go back and do what we were doing we can't go back to think what we were thinking because he is holy and God still in his mercy comes back you know, even when we fall, he comes back and he still and shows himself. But what it is at your side, what it is that you have to change at your end. Can you take that decision today? Can you, can you desire to, to hold that presence of God? We're crying for a birthing of revival. But how can it birth without just acknowledging the presence of God and holding it? Holding it, holding it, and multiplying it, multiplying it more and more. We can't just have emotional moments and go back. And that's not an encounter. We can't just have emotional moments. That you can do even in a concert, you know, you can have emotional moments. We're not here for that. We're not here for that. I know this is something that's pinching us, but that's okay. I mean, I was shocked myself. I, I stood here and I know this ground is holy, and that is why, that is why what is coming is, is, is what he's he's saying. Yeah. Before I could just go into the word, stay, stay very, very 
you know, these are ways of of uh, training your senses to 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 touch this tangible presence and hold it and to multiply it. Too often we get distracted. Too often um, it's uh, it's those that there are things that can you know just distract us. But if we could train our hearts in this season to just touch this tangible presence and train to hold it, hold it, hold it till it just grows. Not, not only moments where we, we come to church and we experience his presence, but now you're, you, you've, you've learned the art of holding his presence so much that when you go back in your secret place at home, you're still carrying that presence. And it's only getting better. It's only getting, it's, it's only increasing. And you come back with that presence. Just imagine each one of us carrying the presence of God. I mean, revival won't take time. It will not take time. But it is on us. But it is on us. Not only our pastors. Not only our worship team. It is on us. All of us. You still holding the presence of God? Keep, keep testing that, okay? Keep, keep uh, checking that meter. Uh, do have that barometer test where, okay, how much, how much of presence of God have you decreased right now by talking to a neighbor, by just looking and giggling, or by just looking into the phone when a message popped in? No, I'm not condemning. No, 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 that's not, no, no, that's not the intention here. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, honestly, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm just sharing, like, you know, these are some ways that the enemy is easily can distract us. He can just get our uh, attention of, but keep keep uh, measuring the presence of God. Hmm. Okay. I have a word, but uh, this word is mostly. Uh, I, I is it okay if I just talk? I mean, is it okay if I just uh, um, flow? Because I have. I don't have like a sermon message, but all I have right now is like a culmination of a lot of things that have uh, happened during this time uh, of, you know, the fasting prayer. And um, sometimes these were things that would just come as encounters. Sometimes these were things that would just come as uh, dreams. Sometimes these were, you know, so it's just a culmination of all of that. And so is it okay even if I don't emphasize a lot on something, but if I just declare a verse, is it okay if you could, you can take it, you can take it because um, I know that this house is prophetic in nature. So what we declare here also carries that power. Um, I, if you've been seeing how um, things have been moving, um, if, if I were to take you all the way back into the last year where we celebrated our 10 year anniversary and uh, you know, the prophet declared something back then and uh, he, he had mentioned that there were midwife angels that were uh, sent to us for a birthing. And we know that the birthing happened and all of that, and it still looks like it is done by calling it his nearness, but really it's not done, I feel. There's still a birthing that is yet to happen, you know, uh, when um, the prophetic nights happened. Uh, there were a lot of prophets that just came in and told that there will be times when you will only go all out in worship, you'll only go all out in prayer, and that's where your deliverances would happen. There were times when um, um, uh, uh, the prophets who came uh, recently, they, they spoke to us, and all they emphasized on was worship and intercession. And then our father, the other day, uh, he was, when Prophet Chetan was ministering, he, he shared with us on how these midwives angels were actually angels that were sent for worship 
and uh, you know intercession so i feel like this is a new season where um, we need it is our job to stir these angels have come on assignment now something about the angels is they wait they wait for an instruction they wait for you know uh, things to they 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 don't easily uh, move um so this season can we stir those can we stir them up because now that we know uh, that that you know even our father he spoke on uh, uh, how medium was a prophetic worshiper and aaron was a prophetic intercessor and moses is and our eyes being on moses that is the revival i'm just helping you connect dots right now so that you know you get a bigger picture and um and this season can we just stir up that uh you know uh, uh those angels to uh, pour out they are there with they are there you know just to pour out but and they're there for the birthing to happen but uh, can we can we uh push a little more can we push a little more so that now it's not uh now there way to start to even you know stay contained amen so uh it's so beautiful that throughout this whole uh fasting prayer the every time after especially after prophet chetan and uh, apostle they spoke um everybody is literally been coming in and speaking on the same topics uh, that is prayer and worship prayer and worship every every pastor that entered into this house every prophet that entered into this house they didn't know what we were what we were doing here but but the but the spirit knew and the spirit was talking to us about that and the it was just a confirmation after confirmation and today i'm here to only talk to you about how you can keep your worship on how you can keep your prayer on you know there are times where we can become really really dry um there are times where we can become tired physically but what it is that can keep our worship on what it is that can keep our prayer going on and i feel like if if we can get a hold of that uh, that can become like a weapon for us that can become like a uh, a place for us to go back and see how our heart is i mean pastor pastor everything like the spirit was ministering through him when he was standing here I, i mean everything that i had to say he spoke so so i know it's already done a lot of things are already deposited in your spirit but i'm just going to um give words to that all right so the weapon i've been talking uh, want to talk about is love love cuz you cannot worship without love you cannot be found praying without love how i mean what is prayer it is a relationship it's it's your your conversations but why would you want to have those conversations if you do not love so so i feel like this season the spirit of god is calling us into and to seeing how our hearts are are we still full of love are we still uh in love with him are we still desiring for him are we still after his heart because this one weapon it's it's a remedy it's a answer to a lot of lot of things that we struggle with if you struggle with bitterness come back to see what i mean you know pastor sij just spoke about that and so i'm just taking that example because he took everything that i had to share so 
So, uh, if you struggle with bitterness as a fruit, come back to see what, what the root was. Did you lack love somewhere that now I had roots that were, uh, you know, growing fruits of bitterness? Uh, so, so the, my first point would be like love that results in delight. Love that results in delight. When God created man, he put him in the garden of Eden and Eden was that place of delight. The book of Genesis chapter two, verse eight, the amplified version, it says, Genesis chapter two, verse eight amplified, it says, and the Lord God planted a garden oasis in the east in Eden, that is delight, land of happiness. He put man whom he had formed, created there. Uh, just a random question here. I mean, how many of you all have been seeing garden visions or garden encounters that have been happening? Yeah, yeah, but that's because it's his heart for us. That's because that's where he, he created man to be. Cause this is where we're meant to be. Me and you and you and me. I don't have to do a thing. You already approved of me. He's calling us deeper, deeper. You know, I, I remember Pastor Augustine spoke about deeper. I think that opened a portal all of a sudden. And, and I, I believe that one such thing is love has delight. And that results in delight, which is intimacy. That's, that's what God created man for, right? He created them in the, and put them in the garden so that he could fellowship with them, so that he could come and uh, speak to them, so that he could come and continuously show himself to them. Next is Zephaniah verse 3, chapter 3, verse 17. It says, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. He will take delight in you. He, that's his desire for you. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. There are times when we can, you know, there's so much of fear that, that grips us. There's so much of anxiety that grips us. Can you come back to, the, to those garden moments where you can just draw his heart, where you can just have him, where you can come back to the place of delight, that with his love, with his love, the verse says, with his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I think one of the versions says that he dances over us. And uh, I mean, it was very hard for me to think about him dancing over us. But one day I was seated at the back there and I just saw him. Um, it was a very animated vision. It was really cute. <laughs> Not that I watch animation, no, no. 
No, really. But it was really cute. I just saw him, you know, uh, really dancing over us. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And uh, this verse came so alive. Uh, it, just, it just, you know, stood out at that moment. And uh, so I'm just going to read scriptures so that, you know, you can take them back. You can build on this. You can take them uh, into your heart and uh, go back home, th think upon these. And I know some of them might not look like as much as I love to take a story and talk from that, but I was not led to do that today. So uh, um, the other verse that I have for you is Isaiah chapter 62, verses 3 to 4 from the Amplified. You will also be considered a crown of glory and splendor in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem exceedingly beautiful in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said of you, Judah, Azuba, abandoned, nor it will any longer be said of your land, Shamama, desolate, but you will be called Hepzibah, my delight is in her, and your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and to him your land will be married, owned and protected by the Lord. Can we believe this for us as a church? When, when, when we're moving even into this new space. We've, as much as we've hosted him here, when we, when we begin, uh, you know, it will be a place of delight. It will be a place of delight. And I'll tell you, um, one day I woke up um, with this, I, I just heard this verse, and I call you Hepzibah, and, and I saw a vision of, uh, like, heads, heads of people. So I just knew it was us as a church. And he, and he was saying, I call you Hepzibah. I did not know what Hepzibah was, but then uh, I came back to see that it, it says that my delight, Hepzibah is delight. I call you Hepzibah. And just in a week's time, then suddenly we, we were tuned in for the meeting and even prophet he mentioned about the same verse so it's 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 uh, i know that the spirit is saying something in this season that he calls us Hepzibah. he calls us uh, a place of delight I tell you first, love that results in delight. Yeah. The second would be love that results in song or your worship. Where is your worship stemming from? Is it from a place of love? because I heard, I heard songs and now I'm just singing them out. You know, too often when we start growing in uh, hearing God, sometimes we hear Him so much that we don't take time to uh, take that part that He's spoken to us to process it really. You know, we're so, we're so eager to hear and just give it out. But, but can you take time to hear him out? Hear him out. How is it that you can be in a garden with your lover and not have a song for him? Yeah? So your love has to result in songs. Your love has to result in singing to your lover. Sing to your king. But that's not just it. You know, uh, even in times of battle, even in times of uh, um, wars, 
where do you find refuge? The psalmist says, Psalm 32 verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. You, Lord, protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. You surround me with songs. You surround me with songs. In your battle, before you can go and wage war with someone, can you surround yourself with songs? Just like the psalmist did. Surround yourself with songs. You know that's half battle won already. Because when you worship, what happened when Jehoshaphat, uh, he, sent, uh, he sent people ahead and all they did was they said, God, you are good and your mercy is forever. All, all they did was, God, you are good and your mercy is forever. And uh, that was the place of their victory, a song, a worship that, that came out of their heart. The psalmist also says in Psalms 147 verse 1, it says, How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and fitting. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and fitting.
keep your eyes fixed on him because he desires to take delight in us he desires to fill our heart with songs songs that lead us to victory forgiveness all that uh, hurt all that um, everything that defiled us just we're living it in egypt to go into a land of sweetness to go into a land where there is honey where there is sweetness chapter 16 verse 24 says pleasant words are compared to honeycomb pleasant words are as an honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to your bones that's a secret there uh, sweet to the soul and health to your bones healing to the body sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body so anytime you need healing come back come back to check his word is sweet it's delightful to your soul and then it is healing to your body i i when i was thinking about this i was immediately reminded of you know when prophet was here the day when when we were uh, transitioning into um, having nearness uh there was something he said he said it was um with this transition what he was hearing was nectar now i just kept thinking about it uh and who else i mean what kind of insects go to take nectar bees 
bees yes that's right bees so i feel like um that's what he said uh, let me i i think i have it uh, he said that um how how the just just the transition would be like nectar which would be like you know a secretion of liquid which will cause insects to draw which is nothing but our people to draw in to you know into the house and it will it will draw a certain grace towards us and we grateful for our prophets come on come on we can celebrate them we're grateful for our bishops that are over us are you we're celebrating our bishops we can't stay seated whatever we taste here is just because of a grace that is upon our lives that is flowing from from them yeah. that is that is flowing directly from them so it's our it's 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 our privilege to be under you know this grace it's our privilege to be under this um, sweetness anytime you feel that you're you're running out of sweetness just come back to to the word to come back to the written word come back to the spoken word of god because his word is sweet and that will fill your heart with love so so far we we spoke about the light which was your intimacy your garden moments your songs worship your sweetness which is the word of god and then love that results in outpouring of wine you know what happened in the book of uh, acts was what happened in the book of acts was an outpouring of the spirit it was so much that people started questioning uh, them that is is this is this uh, are these people drunk what is happening to them uh, if you, if you read acts chapter 2 verse 13 but others in the crowd ridiculed them saying they're just drunk that's all and then verse 16 says no what you see was verse 16 says yeah no what you see was predicted predicted long ago by the prophet Joel in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit upon people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams i was reminded of uh, even the wedding of cana you know where where the wine the, the sweet wine that was there it was left for the end So I believe that even during this fasting prayer that there's yet a lot of sweetness that is left to, in the last last few days in the last few days let's read John chapter 2 verse 10 it says a host always serves the best wine first he said then everyone has had a lot to drink he brings out the less expensive wine but you have kept the best until now let's let's believe that the best is yet to come the best is yet to show up the best wine we are yet to taste in this season the best encounters with the holy spirit we are yet to taste in this season it is not done we are not over we are not done you know just just standing here i'm reminded of uh, when i was talking about wine i'm reminded one of the anchor groups we were we were praying for the fasting and what we had seen was what one of us had seen a vision and uh, we saw like mountains and uh, usually it's water that runs runs outside the uh, mountain i mean there's a river or a stream that comes down right but we were seeing wine 
like wine pouring out and then there's a river of wine you know it's it's so beautiful i mean how beautiful can the outpouring of spirit can be that can result in times like days of pentecost can you can you think how intense that was how intense that was so we are yet to see a move of god we are yet to encounter a heavy heaviness of his presence and the last thing that i have is love that results in fragrance song of solomon chapter 4 verse 10 he says your love delights me my treasure my bride your love is better than wine your perfume more fragrant than my spices and song of solomon chapter 8 verse 4 says promise me a woman of jerusalem not to awaken love until the time is right so what really happens what really happens when you uh, when you get a uh, when your senses come across a good smell it awakens right love awakens but in this season can we can can we uh, love that results in fragrance it awakens us to our first love nothing else but our first love i mean if there is one part i mean uh, song of solomon says that do not awaken love till the time is right but there's one love that you can awaken is your love for him is your heart for him you can go all out i mean that love will not it will not hurt you it will not um that love is sweet that love is pure that love is more more precious more precious this love is sweet his love is sweet